afternoon. Good afternoon. We want to welcome everybody to our Friday version of Coffee and Conversation. So in about the length of time it takes you to grab a cup of coffee, sit down and have a conversation with a friend, um, we want to invite you to join us in the conversation we're having today. So joining us today are Angela Greeno, our board clerk, right, Angela? Yes. Yeah, there you go. And Frank Magrino, board president. Hi. Hey, Frank. And for those of you I haven't had the chance to meet, I'm Jeff Harris, the district and county superintendent of schools. So thank you guys for joining us today. Um, Let's just dive right in. Let's just start (laughs) COVID-19. So, Angela, how many years have you been on the school board? This will be my sixth year on the school board. It's kind of crazy to think about, but been on here for six years, got elected in 2014 and got reelected in 2018. So I'll be serving for at least two more years and we'll see what happens later. <laughs> and Frank, how long have you been on? Well, I got elected on 2016. So um, do the math. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going on four years now. Things have this year has been crazy, right? COVID-19. What, what do you think is the biggest impact that these closures have had on schools and kids? Well, geez, there's so many different impacts that um, people have experienced. Yeah, remember, we've uh, only got 20 minutes for <laughs> <laughs> I I personally feel that uh, one of the biggest one is the, um, the psychological impact that um, the students have experienced, the fact that they, they basically missed out on an entire uh, half a year of proper education, uh, the, the friendship that they develop, especially the seniors, uh, it's, it's really where you, where you bond for pretty much after high school. Those are, those are the kids that, you know, you really create that bond at that point. And I think they've lost a, that opportunity. Yeah. What about you, Angela? I'd say, yeah, we've we had a lot of loss. I mean, there was no there was no warning. It just happened all of a sudden. Um, but what I have found out of it as we've come up with a lot of creative solutions. So out of tragedy sometimes comes with a new way of creating new things. And so seeing our district and our community come up with new innovative ways of educating, new ways to connect, uh, it really elevated us to make sure all those plans that we had about, oh, we should do this. We should maybe broadcast a board meeting. We should be able to (laughs) have conversations with the community. It forced us to do it because we had to come up with new ways to communicate and connect. We are humans that want to connect. That's what we are. We are relationships. And so we just have to find new ways of connecting during this time. Yeah. And some of the positive feedback I've received is that, um, you know, families are forced to be together, sequester. So you got to to know more about your family in many ways that um, that has really created that bond. And, you know, so far it uh, seems like everybody's getting along pretty well. So it's really turned out to be positive. <laughs> I mean, we've actually had like a family yeah. Zoom reunion. I was able to meet cousins I have not seen in years. Um, and we just had a Zoom reunion. We're like, we should have done this years ago. So it's actually been kind of a way to also build back relationships. And it, you figured, you know, I do like my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with them. I have to. <laughs> well, but, and, you know, and, and that re- really ties in too. You know, we, as a school and as a district, you guys have seen, I mean, you approve contracts that come through, you approve expenditures, you approve budgets. We've had this technology now for 
years. You know, I mean, when, when I first started five years ago, we started bringing things in, right. We, we were really, we already had a lot, you know, um, uh, a lot of software that kids were using, a lot of computers that were in schools moving to one-to-one over the last five years. We've done a lot there. Um, and then with Zoom, we brought on Zoom two years ago. Yeah, and I remember you introduced it. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like this technology. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Well, and you know, the cool thing about it was our tech department is so good that when we had to do this quickly, we were one of the few districts that, you know, we weren't having tons of problems with it. So, um, you know, I, I think what we're also seeing is some of that payoff in the pre-planning, but it's been that that impetus really to really implement the tools that we had and really say, this is what you need to do. You know, it's like, it's like having that power saw that you've been kind of afraid to use. And then your saw breaks on the project, <laughs> then you've got to turn it on and read the instructions, and move ahead. Um, so in thinking about next year, right? Because, well, and I, I don't know if you, have you guys read the new, um, some of the new research that's been put out by some pediatricians and some different organizations saying that the detrimental effect to kids has been exactly what you were talking about. It's been that lack of socialization. It's been that isolation. It's been the increase in, in abuse, neglect, sexual abuse, those kinds of things that have come out of some of this. Um, so, you know, as we, at our last board meeting, we were talking a little bit about what the next year might hold. Um, what, what do you hope is one big outcome of next year? I mean, we have no idea what it's going to look like. They're still changing the rules on us daily, but what do you hope is an outcome for next year? I definitely want to see some type of relationships in classrooms again. I mean, it is so difficult. I didn't realize how much my child, even though it was in preschool, not even in preschool, really missed relationships until about a couple weeks in when he was like begging to go places and to meet with friends. And I was like, I didn't realize uh, we kind of are always out and about. Um, and I have family members that are big introverts and they were even like, we're done being introverts. We need people. I want to see us have some type of relationships with our students uh, in person over digital, uh, safe distancing, of course, following those things. Uh, but also having those conversations of the traumatic impacts that have happened, um, bringing that to the forefront with um, our staff as well. I know that they're suffering as much as our students. I, uh, what I'm getting out of this is I feel um, kind of makes you aware how fragile society is and uh, how quickly things can turn on a dime. And when, when that happens, well, you think about who suffers the most, um, the homeless, Students, the um, the you know poverty. Um, there's there's a laundry list of where where the pain is felt the most, and everybody's so wrapped up in what you know their own problems that they seem to go to the wayside. And that was um, my biggest concern when mm -hmm. we made that decision to shut down schools. That was a huge, huge decision, and oh, yeah. I was concerned. What about those students that don't have that he that healthy home? What are we gonna? How are we gonna help them? And how are we going to make sure that we have food? So our our schools, you know, we have a very high poverty rate and being able to give free food for anyone without any questions. I was really concerned about that. And almost a quarter million meals within three million. months. Blown me away because our staff said our transportation and our nutrition said we are ready to deploy tomorrow food. And it's like, OK, as long as we can make sure that those kids are getting food, we're, I'm OK with doing this. Yeah, I really hope that we can get back to some kind of normality because um, 
um, for some of these kids, they're, this is the safest harbor they have. They, they don't, they don't have a safe place where they can go, but coming to school, that's the, the safest place for them to be. Cause otherwise they're just, they're just, we're going to lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a challenge for whatever way we decide to, if we go to a digital, we, we know and acknowledge that there are students that are not doing well, families not doing well, having digital learning, but trying any way to reach them. So being seen, our counselors have YouTube videos that they've posted on Facebook or anything. of These are ways to calm down. These are ways to talk about your feelings. Um, just having those continuous conversations and more accessible too for people. So it's not just for our students, but for community members. Um, of here's ways to deal with this at home of just use some bright breathing techniques, go out for a walk. Um, that's been really great too. If we are still focusing on the uh, social emotional health too. So, you know, it's been interesting during the, during the past few minutes, you've both talked a little bit about your family. So Angela, you talked about your preschool or Frank, you talked about your senior. Um, Angela, when you started this, you didn't have a preschooler. I didn't have a preschooler, no. <laughs> Much less the others. And and Frank, you didn't have a senior. You had somebody who was just starting the high school experience. Um, so why did you guys get into, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about the end of a really strange and bizarre year and moving into a strange beginning of a year. Um, why did you guys want to be on the school board? I've been thinking about this for a while since you asked uh, to do this podcast. And I think for me, I was a student in the Del Norte Unified School System. I You can call out Smith River. Go for it. Smith River, Wildcats. Woo. <laughs> uh, I was there. Uh, I went through the public school system from fourth grade on up, graduated from Del Norte High. And I went away to college, experienced life in the big city, Disneyland, all that jazz. Uh, but I, this was still home. And when the economic impact happened in 2008, 2009 with the Great Recession, I had to come home. And when I came home, I realized a lot of things hadn't changed uh, since when I left. I learned a lot in college. Some of those things I thought I was prepared for, I wasn't. Um, some of those lessons I learned, like I was missing home one day and I Google searched in, in our library Delmar County, and I found all of these resources about our local tribes and stories I had never heard about. I learned about our Hmong community, our Yurok and our Toloa Dini, and I was like, how come I never learned these? Like, this is literally my backyard. Uh, and so when I came back home, I was like, wait, did you guys know about this? And my family's like, no. And uh, just with different places I went and working in the jobs that I did, I was like, hey, there's a spot open on the board. Um, I should probably run because some of these things need to change. <laughs> if, if nothing has changed in the four years that I was gone, I need to make some changes now. And there have been a lot of changes in the last decade almost uh, since then of just making sure that we're telling those stories of including everyone and making sure our students are prepared not just for college, but for career as well. Uh, because some students didn't have that ability to go to a four-year um, during that economic time. So that being able to have a career, too, um, and emphasizing that. And so that's why I ran, to just make sure that our students have an opportunity to experience the world. Cool. Well, my wife and I, we've always been very involved with the schools ever since um, our, our kids started going to school, uh, involved with the uh, um, PT, PTSO and uh, involved with the... Pretty much, we've always involved with the community, uh, and and 
different aspects. Uh, 2008, when we got that measure, that bond measure A, we were really involved uh, making phone calls, talking to people. I was a pollster. Uh, and um, it, it just seemed to be like a natural thing for me to get into. Yeah. So again, and you guys come to it very differently as well, right? So Angela, you said you, when did your family move up to Del Norte? Oh, 1990. So we were transplants when uh, Pelican Bay opened up. We transplanted from LA to here. And so it's kind of the same, right? It's kind of the same. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the McDonald's had just opened up. Like that was the big woo. Uh, And having to buy jackets for the first time. That was new new and unique. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And and Frank, how long have you lived in the area? Uh, Moved up here in. 2006, but my wife was born and raised here. So when we first started dating uh, back in 1992 or something like that, uh, we'd come up all the time and just fell in love with the place. And uh, after a while, we lived in Santa Rosa. And after a while, I said, hey, why don't we just move up to Crescent City? Her whole family's there, family support, and just, uh, you know. Yeah. She brought me up here. Well, and, and, and you know what I think is the cool thing too, and and we've all talked about it from time to time. You know, I, I we hear a lot of people say sometimes, well, you know, you don't have a lot of diversity on the board. Um, both of you are actually Hispanic. Yeah. Right? And, and Angela, it's that L.A. Yeah, my family grew up... Uh, I've been researching this time during quarantine all the way back down. We've been finding, I found my uh, great grandfather's uh, immigration papers when he crossed over from Mexico into El Paso. And it's like, that was just a moment of just, wow. And seeing like my whole family lineage all the way back into San Diego and stuff is just, wow. Um, That's been really fun in quarantine. So yeah, I grew up there, but um, yeah, kind of. So Greeno throws it all off. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you able to find the state in Mexico that he was from? I have not. So that's okay. the next part of tr- we're going further deep into it. Um, but transitioned and think it was like 1930 something. He came over and I was like, wow, this is like I, I started crying. I to see that piece of paper was just like, wow, like without that, I wouldn't be here. It was a pretty yeah. amazing. That's pretty. And then, Frank, you've got a pretty unique story. too. <laughs> well, I was born in Cuba. And um, it's a long story. I don't know how much time do we have. Thumbnail. And of course, uh, Castro Revolution came in, and um, my father opposed communism and all that socialism, and and basically we we left there with just the clothes on our back. And um, I was seven years old at the time, but I still re- you know recall it pretty well, coming from a beautiful tropical area. And then we landed in New York in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> Not a lot of palm trees. <laughs> it was snow. This first time I've ever saw snow. And I thought, wow, what is this? Um, and, <clears throat> you know, it's a lot of history behind that. Yeah. So. And you had to learn English, right? Um, well, they taught English in, mm-hmm. in school. So I kind of had an idea. But, oh, yeah, it's very, very heavy accent. So. But, well, but you know what I think the cool thing is? Um when we when we talk about diversity too, it's, it's just not ethnicity, right? It, it's also the background that you guys bring 
Um, and it's what our, the rest of the board brings too, right? Everybody's got really that unique background, that unique kind of perspective. And what I appreciate working with both of you is how student centered you are. I mean, absolutely student centered. So Angela, you know, your, your focus, like you've already mentioned on equity, on diversity, on really, on really coming back and making this the place that everybody really understands because it's a, not only is it a beautiful place, it's filled with beautiful people, right? It's just a really cool place to be. And then Frank, I, I think the most frustrated I've seen you in the four years that I've known you <laughs> was around the lack of opportunity that our kids have had because of these COVID closures to really have those experiences that kids have in school and to really be able to celebrate those achievements and, um, you know, really have that, th those defining moments of a student. Well, I mean, there's no question that uh, education brings on wealth. So the more educate, educated you are, the more opportunities are out there for you. And, uh, you know, school is definitely a, a tool for how to learn and whatnot, but education is something that's continuous. You're, uh, I think I've, ever since I got out of college, I've, I think I've learned more educating myself and, 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 you know, getting topics that I'm interested in. And, uh, I'm a lot smarter, a lot wiser as, as a, the result of, I did get the fundamentals at school, but I continued my education beyond that personally teaching myself things. So, but definitely school gives you that ability to, to, um, take that next step. Oh yeah. Well, I think you're both voracious readers and, and uh, either on social media or podcasts or listening to radio shows or whatever it is, just, uh, I mean, you are always so well-informed and it, it's always interesting what you bring to the table. The worst thing that someone can give me is the thing to research. Go research this, Angela, and I will just research the crud out of something uh, to a point that it was just, I need to stop and go like, actually need to do something. But yeah, research. I love learning. Oh my gosh. Well, so, you know, as, as we get ready to kind of wrap it up, um, just kind of one final, final piece. If you were to talk to a fifth grade student going into sixth grade, because I, you know, I was a, I was a principal for a long time and, you know, in elementary school, kids are great. And then, and then what happens for whether it, I don't know what it is, but in that transition to middle school, so often, um, you see kids get maybe either demotivated or they stop really connecting in some way with school. Um, and while we've got phenomenal teachers and we've got great kids and great families, it, it, it tends to be kind of that thing. So if you were going to talk to a sixth grader, incoming sixth grader, and say, here's why you really need to focus on the next seven years of your life, what piece of advice would you give that sixth grader? <sighs> There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do like the Vulcan mind melt or something. That would, uh, <laughs> but uh, what I would say is that um, time is short. Before you know it, you'll be, you'll be graduating from here. And, and everything you learn, um, make the most out of it. Even during the hard times, it's, it's like steel. You, know, it's, you can mold it. And those hard times are the ones that really define you, uh, how you overcome it, 
and it teaches you uh, empathy and um, and time is short. So make the most of it. Um, I think Virginia Heights such a really crazy time of Eleanor Roosevelt never make someone feel make you feel inferior without your consent. Uh, so always be strong in your next seven years. You are totally worthy. You are capable of doing the challenges that are ahead of you. It might seem challenging at the time, but there are resources. There are people that are cheering you on in the background, whether it's your teacher or your staff member there's a, or a friend. Someone is cheering you. And find that cheerleader. Talk to them. They can help you through those times because they're the ones that are going to help you through those next seven years. Uh, but don't let anyone make you feel inferior without your consent. So thank you for answering that extremely random question. Uh, but, but, you know, I think those are the kind of things a lot of times that, that we feel in our hearts that we wish kids knew. And so I just want to thank you for sharing that. And also thank you for your time today. We're, we're at the end of today's session. Uh, these go really quickly. There's a lot of other things that I know that we, we could talk about and we may talk about in the future. But, um, but Angela Frank, thanks again for, for being here, but also for your service on the board. Thank you. Thank you.